Okay, welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> welcome to She's Sporting 2.0. What is, what is this? This is a podcast that's going to be an extension of our brand new sports show. It's a sports show called She's Sporting Like That. And that show is coming soon. We are starting the podcast first because we want you guys to hear the brilliance of sports, entertainment, and all types of social issues. See, Sporting Like That is going to be sports, ESPN, First Take, but with a glamorous tomboy named Jessica Mason. That's what we're going to do. Now, I am the illustrious host that's ushering all this in. This is basically her show. I am Hadassah Ingrid, and I am the producer of both of these shows, and we're going to be launching this whole thing, right? But we're starting off with the podcast today. Today, we're going to talk about various issues, and Jessica, who is the glammed up tomboy, you know, the the entertainer, the hostess with the mostess, right? She has all these great opinions. She has all this great expertise. She's a glamour puss. That's exactly what she is. But yes, she is a well-rounded renaissance woman. That is what's going on here. And so we're going to be just getting into it. Say hello, Jessica. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Yes, there we are. Say hi back to her, everyone. (laughs) And so, okay, so this is a brand new podcast. We're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff. I'm excited, right? So talk to me about, before you get into like your, your weekend and stuff, Okay, talk about just your whole vision of where we're going to go with this podcast. Well, first, Ingrid, thanks for asking me to participate. Number one, this was a great opportunity for me. Anyone knows that um, I love my sports. So when you first approached me as wanting to host this, it was like, I'm on it. I'm on it. Like, let's let's do this. I want to do this. So thank you very much for that. Well, and like you mentioned earlier, like there's so much going on in the world today, especially in the world of sports. And, you know, players you know go so much do so much on the court on the field you know that there's so much that takes place there that affects what goes on outside of that as well we'll take Colin Kaepernick for example yes so you know I think there's there's a lot to be said about that and I think that you know that's one direction that you know the podcast could head into and just to give them a different light to give them a different shine to show that you know those jockeys today are not the meatheads back in the day that are all skill and no brain. No, yes. there are some very, very intelligent athletes out there well, that ath- don't get credit for the brains that are in there, that are up there. Well, you know, athletics, the world of athletics is really changing with the moves that a lot of them are making now. This whole idea of agency versus free agency, um, activism, and we're going to get into all of that, um, you know, with this. Because, again, okay, so ladies and gentlemen, this, this is how I came up with Jessica being in the show first of all if you can imagine I I, it's the first conversation that we had where she was talking about sports so passionately I think I I, you know how sometimes you're talking to somebody and they keep going at it so much that you just kind of fall to the wayside it's like you're not even in the room she was going at the sports so hard in the same way like most dudes and I was just like just and I and I just I remember the very first impression I was editing in one of the suites here 
you know, here at the studio. And I was like, wow, she's really going for it. Like, like, and she knows what she's talking about and she's passionate. And so there, I was like, that's an idea. I've always wanted to do something like that in, in regards to sports. I played sports in junior high and high school. And I, I grew up in Los Angeles. And I always wanted to kind of get back into sports, but I didn't know quite how to do that, except I would see different people. I would see different people, different women doing great things in sports, and I knew I wanted to do something. And it kind of started with my meeting with Jackie Joyner Kersey. Hmm. Wonderful woman. She, you know, and I didn't take her up on it, but she says, just email me. I'm like, what? Okay. But what was I going to do? What was I going to talk about? So hearing, hearing you speak, Jesse, hearing you speak, I thought, oh, this could be it. And it, it just came to me. Bam, I'm going to develop a show, and we're going to do women in sports but then I didn't want to limit it to women in sports because that has a certain connotation I wanted to go into the world of sports with a gutsy just balls out a a woman who knows her sports and not necessarily trying to make a difference as a woman just you just happen to be a woman and you're going into it at the same level as any guy or any person really and it's and that's how it becomes a I think a universal type situation this is this is a universal platform where we're talking about sports it just happens to be chicks and we're not it's it's no holds bar <laughs> you know it's that we will be going there absolutely absolutely so okay so it's you you will see, right now we're behind the scenes we're right so one of the things that you're going to start seeing is certain characteristics of Jessica again I will be putting the focus purposely on her I just will because she's the glamour puss she's the glamour sports guru in this and that's the whole stick of this whole thing she is this nail connoisseur that's what look and she's she definitely she's a millennial <laughs> take a minute she's definitely a nail connoisseur she gets her nails done and it's nail art to the fullest so you'll be seeing a lot of that right so we will put it up like for instance you'll see it you'll see it in the video like right about now see how I set that up and you'll see different aspects of her nails Cause she's really, really, like I said, she will talk about her sports, but she's definitely a glamour puss. That's exactly what she is. So, um, how did you do, get into this whole thing with the nails? Uh, believe it or not, um, honestly, I get this honestly. This from my mom. Really? Yeah. Believe it or not, yes. Um, so she does the nail art as well. Yeah, very much so. Is um, I might have been a tomboy through and through. Um. They say we grow up, which at times we do, but we don't really change. Exactly. So we all pick that time where we choose to pick and choose what our feminine qualities are. Exactly. And for me, I think from the time I was 10, and I never forget, my mother came in the room and got my sister and I up and said, okay, ladies, um, I got to go. Let's go get our nails done. And there were a couple other errands that we had to run that day. Now, up until that point, going to get our nails done meant I was sitting in a salon waiting for them to get their nails done. 
So I asked, I was like, well, listen, can I get my nails done? Yeah. Like, do I have to just sit here with you guys? Like, can I get my nails done? Like, yeah. look at these little nubs. Like, yeah. can you do something with this? And my mother looked at me and she said, do you want to get your nails done? And I said, I do. And she was like, okay. Like, mm. no hesitation, no nothing. She said, let's do this. And I never forget, I got my, I got a manicure just on my nails. No tips or anything right away. I think at the time, like I said, I was only 10. So she got my nails done and I had a gold uh, go polish on with airbrush. That's how old this was. Airbrush Mickey Mouse pattern on it. Yes. <laughs> oh wow! And I loved it. Now at the time, <laughs> my sister had a fit because there was a time when my mother was very conservative. She wouldn't even wear. She would get her nails done. Don't mistake it. But the nail art that wasn't into play at this point. Like she wasn't even wearing red. She was very conservative with her nails at this point. And my sister, her being the girly girl that she was. She was like, no, you can wear pink or you can wear this. Like she colors were not so much allowed at that age. So the fact that I'm 10 and she's allowing me to get not only do I have a color, I have an airbrush on my nails. My sister was like, are you kidding? And my mom just ran with it. It wasn't until years later that I realized and I told my sister, I was like, one, at the time, me and my mother were having trouble bonding because I was such a tomboy and my mother's more of a lady. There was no common ground for us at that point. Uh-huh. But now we have some. And for a long time, she and I ran with that. And, you know, just the fact that I'm, this is what I'm, she's a tomboy, but she wants to get her nails done. Like, this is the only girly girl thing that I got with this one at this point. I'm going to run with this. <laughs> and and that's what it was. And it's always been like that way. And to the point where she would go in a nail salon and tell them, like, my daughter's going to be upset with me because I'm in here without her. Oh, wow. And when she stepped in that door and I'm like, you ain't got your nails done and you, you didn't even call me. You didn't tell me to meet you at the salon. You didn't do nothing. She's like, I broke one. I had to go. I, said, I don't oh. care. Like, you didn't tell me you was going like I would have met you. Because this was <laughs> this is the this is the thing that has become a party. And you know what? Look, I listen, I am a self-professed. I was a tomboy at one point as a as a child, like from the age probably of five to ten. Just the fact that I, I love, like, for instance, my it was said my grandmother would make all these beautiful dresses for me, and it was like a, the, the the ultimate waste of these beautiful dresses. I was like, yeah, but I can't run in them. Hello, like, and I, and I can't <laughs> jump in them. And I liked climbing trees, and I liked running. I think that that's how your tomboyness starts out. You're running, you're jumping, you're playing. If you like to play. A lot of times, some little girls like to do the house that I wasn't into playing. I, I had dolls. I, I like to play. Listen, the only time I was girly was in my mom's closet. I would go into her closet and be girly. But when I went outside, it was play hide and go seek. Mm-hmm. It was climbing trees. There was something adventurous about moving your body and just doing that kind of thing where you, you played all the games. But you, here's what I'm trying to say. I think that when you're when it's a tomboy thing it's the perfect duality of being feminine and athletic not being feminine and masculine but being feminine and athletic but you know how long that takes how like long? that didn't I that didn't come into play this what you see as you like to call me yes. my little glamour push uh, for you that didn't come into play into my 20s that took a while for me to find that I was still like my mother was terrified when I was playing basketball because I was roughhousing and I wore the baggies clothes like I was wearing sweatpants and um sweatsuits two two sizes too big and especially yeah. at that point that was the thing baggy was the thing I want exactly. to play I don't know what the tightness is everything must actually okay let me not say that because nowadays it's fit everything must fit yes properly yes 
sometimes a little too tight in some cases in in some cases in some cases but when i was coming up it was the baggie the better yeah so when i stepped off that court you best believe yes my pants they weren't hanging off my butt but they were extremely baggy but it's with a white tee and your sneakers and you were good to go but it's about comfort first and foremost yes comfort it's about comfort it's about expressing yourself and it's this whole idea that i think it, it depends on what type of family you grow up in if you've got aunts mothers you know grandmothers that want to put you in these titles and teach you how to be a lady and i think sometimes it's not that you're not being a girl it's just simply that you're just comfortable and like for instance being a natural woman and i will say yes natural born woman what womanhood is about basically is just you're a you all look your breasts are speaking for you hmm you know what I'm saying? You have a vajayjay. That speaks for you. If you're having a period every month, if you're, you know, just certain aspects of just your femininity and your gender is speaking for you. So you don't really have to overemphasize. I mean, yeah, you can learn how to, you know, sit like a lady and keep your legs closed and all that kind of stuff. But when it comes to just expressing yourself and being, yeah, your mom has to teach you how to do certain things, of course. But I'm just saying... I think it's I think the idea of a tomboy no one should be frightened of that because it's like no there you you're still a female you're still a woman you're just expressing yourself according to just how you naturally gravitate towards activity mm-hmm. and expression so yeah you might be a rough houser you might be into cars like you say take somebody like Danica Patrick well, who would have thunk it? You know, she is a beautiful girl. She's a beautiful girl, but she liked to race cars. So at what point does she express her femininity? If you look at Latasha Hastings, that is a beautiful mm-hmm. chick. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's almost like, wow. I mean, but she too does her nails, flow gel. They do the nails. But that took time. Like that took time for women to not only show, like you said, like we're athletes, but we also have the femininity. And sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. Yeah. And for the ones who don't, I feel like that's where the, the negative shines on them sometimes or they where the, the term tomboy means something nasty and it, and it doesn't. I or, mean, that's the or way. abnormal or okay, kind of well, That's the way I took it coming up. But I was like, okay, if this is what it is, this is what it is. I'm yeah. not going to change for anybody. This is what I like. Yeah. And it even took a while for... Um, um, certain even my uh, my relatives at one point like when it came where I wanted to play baseball yeah it was like well my mom was like well, how about softball you know girls play softball no I want to play baseball mm-hmm. that was my first uh, that was the first sport I fell in love with yeah so I want that's you know I, I have to play this and it wasn't until uh, my grandmother saw me playing outside with a bunch of guys and we were just you know playing our regular baseball and she convinced her to let me play and literally here I come yeah, it was the inju- it was the league itself that when I got too old, I think I was about uh, twelve, turning thirteen, where they told me, okay, now you have to switch to softball, and um, I didn't want to. Yeah, I even attempted to try, tryouts terrible. But I think that I well, the, and it was just if I really wanted it, I could have found yeah. a way to because they're not that interchangeable, but there are differences, slight differences that change the course of the game. For instance, that ball is way huger than. Um, the baseball yeah and their pitching formation is different they pitch underhand versus versus in baseball where they pitch overhand therefore your formation at bat has to change mm-hmm. again these are things that could be worked around but my attitude at the time I don't want to do any of this yeah 
I was conditioned for this sport, this sport that I like most. And this right here, I'm not really feeling. Oh, and not to mention now, all my equipment has to change as well. Yes. For the ball. Yeah. No. Well, okay. <laughs> so, look. I, listen. I have two great examples. I had to look up and find her name. Same thing with Monet Davis. I think it's very interesting how is she's she's like in high school now and she's playing basketball. But of course now she's remember she was doing the baseball. She had become this baseball sensation on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Now she's not she's now moved on to basketball. But just if you if you if you look at her, very pretty girl. She just happens to be athletic, and that is where her talent lies. Mm-hmm. So to under so to to understand that sports is also a female thing; it's not just a male thing. And so to understand that that women can move in the same space, but they move in it as women. But again, the type of approach that it's going to take to navigate sports may not always require nails in a dress. It just it just doesn't because you're you're bouncing a ball. You're you know you're having to move your body at the highest level. So. Again, we're talking about this because we're trying to define she's sporting 2.0 or she's sporting like that as a normal thing or a normal space for women to exist and talk about sports, whether it be male or female, on all levels. And so we're, we're, we're getting into that. I remember when I played ba- uh, ba- varsity basketball. I, I, I'll go into that little story later on but it was interesting when I played varsity basketball the girl who I admired on the team the most um, I can't think of her name right now but she was the point guard she was the best point guard in the state of California and very beautiful girl but oh could she move like Norm Nixon that was the time we compared her to Norm Nixon because that's how good she was she wasn't tall but she could oh Bob and weave with the best of them. She could bob and weave. She could shoot. She could, I mean, just her movement. She was just a very skilled player. Her father coached her. Greatest coach in the world. Oh, Tanya Booker. That's right. Tanya Booker. Gold tie. St. Mary's Academy. She was, that's right. I admired her so much. But her father was also a great coach. He he was skilled very intelligent knew how to coach you knew what to work on and knew how to make you a great player so it was no surprise that but the thing about it is I never it here was what was interesting when I saw Tanya go to her prom it was like oh I didn't know you were that pretty mm-hmm. and that's the whole idea you didn't know that she was that gorgeous because you know she she just suddenly she put on makeup you used to seeing her with the ponytail I, I've seen her play volleyball you used to seeing her and a lot of times when you look at female athletes, suddenly, you know, they do those 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 uh, spreads in the magazine, either when they do the naked body thing or when they like, for instance, sometimes when you see Serena, I was waiting for you to go there next because it was like it is, especially re- in the beginning. But it, when she stepped on the cover, when she stepped on the red carpet, when she mm, first of all, re- do we not recall her at the royal wedding? Oh, I was my like, God. honey, strunch yourself into Windsor. Yes, you yes, do. That hat. First, that, well, for, can we not talk about the hats? Because they all the hats. I felt like, wait, I'm like, I know it's the thing. But, but, but no, I mean, well, it's it's a, it's a very English thing. But I'm but, saying on her, it was like, look at her. You don't normally, yes. and I mean, any like for instance, whenever you see her, especially if she, even if she does a body athletic shoot, 
the femininity and the strength comes out at the same time and it is absolutely crazy so okay go ahead and talk about it (laughs) no go ahead well no like you said it's just a matter of when you women we find our femininity when the time comes right and whether we start young or move our way up it doesn't matter and exactly and it's usually the sport that we're playing sometimes that usually will bring it out more so not or suppress it depending on what it is whether you started there or not like for instance um first female quarterback and who might that be? Well, that was Jasmine Plummer. Actually, they, I can't recall the movie right now, but they did a movie about it with Ice Cube. Oh, wait, wait, yes. That, uh, oh. With okay. Kiki Palmer. Yes, yes. She played her. She played her. Yes. I saw that movie. The hard time the boys created for until they realized she could throw. Yes. Which is exactly what happened with Monet Davis. Right. But you don't know what ha- what you have on your hands until, and that's another thing, sometimes even with men, you know, they hope that these traits will come down, yes. you know, and they can pass them on to their son. Sometimes these traits do go down, but not in the way you expected. If it yeah. Ali, you have a lot of kids, you have a- daughters. Did you not think one of them would have her- inherited your skills? Yeah. Yeah. That, may, that may not be what you wanted. Then, but listen, but- <laughs> she is absolutely gorgeous. Because whenever, now she she doesn't really box as much anymore. Oh, she's retired now. Yeah. But whenever you see Layla doing anything, I said, they should just go ahead and give her a sports show. Because she just looks so good. I mean, because she just so. But back in the day, it was very often we could catch her on some corn rolls. Oh, yeah. While she's but, boxing. And she looked good. Like her but, but and Ronda Rousey. But she looked fine. Ronda Rousey. Ronda yeah. Rousey. But she looked fine no matter what she was she, doing. I know. Like, no matter what she does, like, you know what? You're just a gorgeous Or even thing. Jackie Frazier. Yes. That's another one who inherited yes. her father's skills. And yes. It's, uh, I mean, when the two of them met up, that wasn't pretty. But um, yeah. <laughs> um, but either way, and Jackie, in my opinion, unlike Layla, whether she was in the ring or not, she flaunted that femininity every which way. And I think, yeah, listen, I, I really do think that that's what we have to learn how to do. We have to learn how to... But why? Ex- but why? When you, when the time, because that's, no, when the time comes, it comes. Some women from the gate, the natural quote unquote girly girl, some girls at the gate, they have it. Hell, my mother, funny story, sidebar, my mother told me <laughs> that as a baby, my sister held her bottle with her pinky up in the air. Wow. She knew from the gate, oh yes, that's my girly girl. From there, you know how you toss a baby up in the air yes. or spin them around? She didn't like that. Yeah. She cried when you do those. She yes. had a lady baby. Yeah. When I came a lady around. Lady baby. I like that term. When I came around, that's how you're going to keep me quiet. The harder you shook me, I'd be quiet. Then yeah. I start laughing. The harder you shake me, the higher you throw me up in the air. Like this yeah. one is like the rougher you are, the more quiet she'll be. So be as rough as you can. Yeah. No, I used to do. <laughs> listen, I used to do that with my brother. We would have baby nieces and we'd be like, we play football with them all the time and they were the ball. And, and. <laughs> They were the balls, like come, and they would t- we would toss. We would be about this this length, you know, like only like maybe two or three feet, and we would just toss the babies back and forth, and it, and we only did it because they liked it. It was the mothers or somebody. Nah, I was like, and once we put the child, we wait till the mother sneak out, and the child would be like, okay, do more, it again. again, more, and we would just toss the babies all over the place. We would be playing football with them babies forever, and they would love us for it. We weren't tickling them; we were tossing them, but. And, I, and, and you make a good point there. You make a very, very good point. The idea that not female is not being female or being athletic or whatever is not a monolith. That it's it's 
that athletics is a very natural part of being female as well as is being male. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's the whole that's the whole idea of you know. And even girls who aren't girly girl who want to be but they have to find it. They, have they to don't find know how it. to get there. They don't know what it is going to take for them to get there. So I think every woman in her what no matter how long it takes in her stage of her life she will get there. For instance, again in my 20s my sister and I went out one day and I had on a uh, jeggings pants. I had a yes. really nice flowy top on, a cute cute leather a cute leather jacket and my high boots that she had bought me or my mother had bought me one year for Christmas the heels are so high I barely wear them right but we were going from the house to the car to the car to the events to how we were moving about so I knew that I wouldn't be on my feet but so long so I wore them and I could hear her from behind me whisper to my friend like oh my god I waited so many years for her to get like this yeah yeah because even as I'm strutting in these heels you can see I'm flaunting it and she and I don't know if she know I heard her but she's like I waited so long for her to get like this but she patiently waited for me to get there and she never forced the issue if i didn't want to do something if i didn't want to dress a certain way my sister allowed that she waited till i was ready to flaunt my femininity now the nails on the other hand were always there that was the one thing we could never agree upon my sister is plain <laughs> for her to be the extravaganza with the glam you think i'm glamorous <laughs> she is the extravaganza of glamour okay the Sephora, Mac, all them places. Like, those are her stores. To get her to get some bling on her nails, I think she's soon to get a Rico now. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> she's wow. a plain Jane on her nails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, again, it takes some people, like, for instance, I, I, my mother had to force me to start carrying a purse. That's my purse right there. I'm, because I'm very plain. By the time I get glamoured, then I'm 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 in a certain mode. I'm glam from head to toe. But basically, you you see me. I'm in my boots. I'm in my leggings. I'm in a t-shirt, and I'm I'm carrying that because I always feel like as I'm walking through life, especially New York. Lord have mercy. I'm an <laughs> LA girl. I'm in combat at all times. Oh, <laughs> oh okay, that's fresh. I, I, it's true, but okay. South of California, at that, let's let's not. All right, that. all right. Okay. We'll get to our. We'll get to our. Okay, we we gonna get to it. Cause see how we've been just reminiscing about that. I know, fellas, y'all done probably tuned out 15 minutes ago. But look out for us. Start tuning into us. This is called She's Sporting 2.0. This is with Hadassah Ingrid and our great host Jessica Mason, our glam tomboy. So look out for the next podcast. We hope to build a following. We thank you for tuning in. And please comment below. Comment, comment, comment. Uh, give us some topics that you want us to talk about. And we will get into it. All right? And uh, no, no, well, no. Should, should, should I invite drama? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's going to come one way or the other. So, But sometimes. be respectful with your drama and keep it sports. All right? Keep it, keep it classy. All right? All right. Thank you so much. We appreciate you tuning in. Later. Later.